Hello and welcome again to another episode of Insane Rhetoric. It's Rewind Wednesday and today's topic, we're going to talk about making Kool-Aid and apple pies, but we're also going to revisit the case of Michael K. Williams. They've caught them, four of them, and we're going to talk about it today. So come on in, sit back and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. What's up, Insane Rhetoric? How y'all doing, dog? I'm down to one answer per uh, per question. <laughs> he just doing that, y'all, because I be coming on here. He be saying, what's up? What's how it's hanging? And then I be like, good morning, y'all. Well, some things need to change sometimes. Oh, okay. We changing in 2022. I ain't going to say all that. Okay. <laughs> But our listeners used to you saying all that stuff, and then I just go back and say, Good morning, y'all. <laughs> so, so what's up, saying inside rhetoric? How's it going? What's going on? You know what it is. The world is upside down, and we're trying to make it right side up. So, there you go. Hey. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, somebody that listened to us the, the, uh, the other day, they was like, he said it every time. He said, and they repeated it. It was like the world is upside down, and we trying to make it right side up. I was like, "Oh, look at you! You listen to your side rhetoric." That's what's up. That's I, what's up. Oh, oh, y'all. Okay, y'all. Uh, That's okay. funny. So, so it's y'all know that y'all know what time it is. It's, it's rewind Wednesday. Y'all know that just mean that we have another episode on Wednesday. Yeah. But but sometimes it means we're gonna talk about something we already talked about. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's cool too to go back and revisit some stuff, you know what I'm saying, and see how how the situation is progressing, you know. Yeah. So I mean, is you know, some things might have changed. Yeah. Somebody so- else might have been shot by the police, uh, you know. <laughs> Might have found that ain't another. funny, but that's funny. Okay, <laughs> and he just said it so dry, like somebody else might have got shot by the police. I, I mean, like, you know what? It is sad that we have thing. to think like that. <laughs> it is sad that this is the way our brain have to think nowadays. Oh well, somebody, somebody else got shot by the police. Oh well, I'm pretty sure it is. You know it's, what I'm saying? That's sad. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, like shoot. I mean, uh, up here in Missouri right now, uh, like a week or so ago, they had a uh, police that was going in to serve a high felony or warrant to a guy. One of them police did not make it. They got the shooting, and he shot the police and killed them. Like twenty five years old. And you think he was on the force, I think they said like maybe from 2015 or 16 up into current. Like you know, one of the police got shot by the by the uh perpetrator. Yes. yes. And he killed him. He died. So who was who shot first? The police. Oh, the police went in blazing and and the and the guy shot back. I don't know if he went in blazing. But wherever he was shooting for, apparently the felony dude that had the felony warrant was a much better shot. Oh, that's sad. 
I hate uh, to hear about loss of life on any level. Like, yeah. I don't even like when puppies and cats die. Y'all, seriously, I don't even like to kill spiders and flies. Like, I'm dead. I'm okay <laughs> if we get rid of a snake and a rat. I'm but dead. The rest hey, of I re- the animals, I, I, I be. I remember my nephew. He put a, a cat on a kerosene heater one. <laughs> Okay, so did we? Okay, where he at today? Is he? Is he in the? Uh, is he? In, is uh, so? Cause you know Jim Jones used to do stuff like. Okay, listen, I know it. Listen, that's why I'm, where he but, at today. From from that point on, the cat never liked. Him. Where where he at today? Where 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 your nephew? But let me tell you another funny story. Okay, so. <laughs> so I, this same nephew one day was at the house and he was like maybe four or five. Why did he find a lighter and set the bed on fire and actually sat there and watched the fire? Oh. Wait. <laughs> I did, I just cousin doing the day. Cause he doing good. He exhibited some behavior back then that I'm a little worried about. Listen, I'm a little he, concerned. Listen, the, my, my nephew doing good. He's a fireman today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he, well, he channeled that correctly. He channeled that correctly. I'm so glad he channeled that oh, I properly. Say, I, I say, dude. I, that could have gone in a different direction. Yeah, I'm I would have so- been still talking about him whatever direction you went. <laughs> Wouldn't have mattered to me. I'm so glad and so proud that he channeled that. That was funny. Urges. He channeled those urges in the right direction. He made a he made a positive career out of that instead of a negative career. Well, who puts a cat on a kerosene heater? I guess firemen. That's that's the moral of the story that I got. I don't. Otherwise, it's a Jim Jones situation. If y'all don't know who Jim Jones is, y'all need to Google him because he led led a he he led a Pentecostal church. There was Pentecostal people. But you know what they say about children that do stuff to animals when they little. I don't, I don't, I don't really buy into that. So yeah, uh, my nephew put the cat on the kerosene heater, and you know, I was just like, watch the bed burn while he was like four or five years old, and now he's a fireman. So I mean, I guess certain things work out. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess you got to practice what you want to do before you get to do it. You know, I mean, he used, he used his childhood dream for positive positive end. I, I, I mean, because it could have worked could've. a whole different way. He could have been sitting there looking at a burning bed and then grew up to be an arsonist. Well, kind of started, he still is an arsonist. Because firemen start fires to put them out. <laughs> That's how they practice. <laughs> They go to abandoned houses, start fires to put them out. <sighs> so, nephew, hey. I'm proud of you. I'm well, proud of you, nephew. I'm proud of you 
you you didn't turn into FBI most wanted list. You turned into a person in my neighborhood that I meet each day. Mm. It ain't never too late. <laughs> it ain't never too late. A fireman is a person in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood. A fireman is a person in your neighborhood. He's a person that you meet when you're walking down the street. He's a person that you meet each day. Y'all know I had to come up with some Sesame Street. Sesame Street. <laughs> Who is the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. <laughs> The police you don't want to see in your neighborhood. In your They're neighborhood. The people that you meet when you're walking down the street. Sure, <laughs> oh, man, okay. listen. Okay, okay y'all. I'm just I'm just saying so. Hey man, listen. I ain't I ain't got these people crazy out here, you know. But she was talking about Jim Jones. I think Jim Jones actually started off pretty good, but then he just I don't know what went no, wrong. Oh man, him. he was killing cats and stuff and, and stuff like that when he was little. Yeah, I know it. I remember. He but was I mean, already like, a sociopath, a psychopath, and all that. Whatever them, but them two different things, but whatever, whichever one was him, he was that was him. Well, he was probably all of the above. <laughs> and then he then he got his church and then he got then he killed all the people. Nah, he actually moved the church from the United States to I think somewhere in Africa. And then he Guyana. whacked all of them. Yeah, Guyana. Yeah. And then he whacked all of them with the Kool-Aid and the M16. That's where we get don't drink the Kool-Aid from, y'all. Absolutely. When people be saying, okay, listen, don't be drinking his Kool-Aid. That's what that means. So what are we gonna do? I don't know. Drink the Kool-Aid, don't drink the Kool-Aid. It's all up to you. Personally, I'm not gonna drink Kool-Aid. I think what what did he use? Yeah, I think he put cyanide in the Kool-Aid. Yeah, he had cyanide in the Kool-Aid. And I, you know, I don't I don't, I don't know how cyanide works anymore. Uh I used to know uh the periodic table very well. Um I don't I, even I, know how it works. I just know it's no, no, I'm saying I was like how much did you have to drink or how much cyanide did you have to put in the Kool-Aid for it to activate like that? So what so to kill to, you instantly? Cause yeah. because I've heard cases where people died over time with time. small amounts right. of cyanide. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you had to have a perfect mix for it to kill you right right then and there. And not be it's, bitter. Right. Yeah, that's does I not have a taste? I don't know. You science people to let us know. I I don't know. I'm not running around tasting cyanide. Yeah, (laughs) that would be correct. I I would. I would think that it has some type of taste, but you know, I'm not finna find out. Yeah, that that would be correct. You know, so I mean, but you think about black people and all the sugar that they put in Kool Aid. It probably didn't. Yeah, you think they had sugar and cyanide in the Kool-Aid? Cyanide might person, be tasteless. What 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 black person gonna bring drink Kool-Aid without no sugar? That's <laughs> water. People, that, but what? that's water. Let me tell you that that's not Kool-Aid. That's water with coloring. 
why why gotta be black? Why gotta huh? be black? Why you gotta be black people? Why all different all different kinds of people drink Kool-Aid. White people don't know how to make Kool-Aid unless they've been around black people. That is not a, that is not a thing. Yeah, that, it is. You wanna you wanna check your statistics? I'm not, sorry, not white people of the world. I know y'all know how to make Kool-Aid. No, they, they don't. The directions on the bottle. They got the directions on the little packet. You see what you're saying right now? You, if they got to tell you on the package how to make something, then you don't know how to make it. That's why they put the instructions that's crazy. you okay, to that's learn. Crazy. That's crazy. Okay, I got I got y'all back, white people. Man, you hey, back. have you ever tasted some white people Kool-Aid? I can't say that I have. Okay, then you don't have you are not a professional in this game right there. <laughs> you might want to leave that alone. <laughs> if you ain't tasted white people Kool-Aid, that stuff tastes like the food that they make, bland. It's I know that Emerald Lagasse food ain't bland. Who? Emerald Lagasse. He's a world-renowned chef. Yeah, he white though. But he's a world around chef and he's really not white. He's Italian. <laughs> now I'm going to be like your boy, uh, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> y'all didn't see me. Okay, y'all didn't see me, but I was like, it wasn't a Charlie Brown face, but I probably should have put the Charlie Brown face on. Italians are not like Europeans. That's another different breed, man. Real talk. That's another different breed. <laughs> but anyway, he's a world-renowned chef, so he would know how to season food. The average white person, when you go to their house, they don't know how to season food, man. Now, I ain't saying you got to be heavy-handed with, with the seasoning like some black folks do either. I ain't saying that. That ain't heavy-handed. That's just a bunch of salt. That ain't heavy handed with the seasoning. That's handy heavy with the salt. Man, but you know, black people make they do everything a little heavy handed. They're with his salt and seasonings and what else. You know, they lay like, out. Oh, you need to put a little dash of this, salt. a little pinch of that. They talking about salt. This. No, I'm not talking about just salt. I'm not. I'm just okay. Y'all don't see my face, but just imagine you looking at us on Saturday, YouTube Live. And you can see my face, and you know what I'm. You know how I look. Man, look I'm right just now. telling you, I done tasted white people Kool Aid, and it ain't. It is not good. Not good at all. How do you make Kool Aid? Let's talk about that. I don't how make do you Kool Aid. So you really don't have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, so you, you really don't have an opinion. Yeah, I don't make it. I don't buy it. I used to buy it. You used to buy it, but never made it? So I think I may have made it when I was a girl. You know, because so, my mama would make it for us to drink, to have, you know, to, so we, so, you know, instead of buying some of the high priced things, my mama would buy Kool-Aid and that was our little, you know, drink for us to drink. Most mm -hmm. of the time my brother made it. Mm, okay. I didn't make it that much. And then when I became a mom, you know, I'm, I didn't buy it when they was little because I was concerned about, you know, their sugar intake and how their teeth was going to grow in and all of that. So I didn't buy it. And then when they got older, you know, they have friends and stuff. They got Kool-Aid. They want Kool-Aid. So then I bought the Kool-Aid. I taught them how to make it the first time. I show, you know, so you know me. So I showed them how to follow the directions. 
We tasted it. I was like, yeah, that ain't right. That ain't how we make it. They were like, <laughs> we make it, mama. So then yeah. I added so, so, so wait, So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You followed the directions. First, because the... I need them to read and know how to follow directions. I was teaching. It was a teachable moment. Okay. And it wasn't, you said it wasn't what? It wasn't right. What? Now, what was wrong about it? I had to go. I, then I said, I had to go get some more sugar, put some more sugar in it. And I said, this is how we make it. We put more sugar in it. Now, this is how we make it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't have to really make it anymore. After that, they wanted Kool-Aid. They, that was one of the, like, you know, we in the kitchen cooking. I'm cooking. They helping. Like, uh-huh. that was one of the things they did when they was helping me in the kitchen was making Kool-Aid. They wanted, if they wanted Kool-Aid, they had to make their own Kool-Aid. So I'm trying to figure out, you made a connection that said that that was not right. <laughs> Even from the direction, you knew that it was wrong. And then you said, that ain't how we <laughs> make it. And you went and grabbed some more sugar put it into the Kool-Aid, stirred it until it was nice and diluted, and then tasted it. And that was right, wasn't it? it was right, Correct. Right. Okay, so once again, you proved my theory because of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I build cases. So it, you, you just walked through that whole progression. <laughs> Y'all didn't and, know this show was going to be about Kool-Aid today, and, did y'all? <laughs> and, and said, they can't make Kool-Aid. You just said it in a, in a proper way when I just came out and say, white folks can't make Kool-Aid. But that's so mean to white people. That, that, like, that, then get your Kool-Aid gotta, game why up. Why you got to do all of that? Why you got to play the race card? Listen, get your Kool-Aid game up. It ain't, it's just like, it's just something that's just like natural. It ain't nothing. It ain't racist about that. If you can't make Kool-Aid, you can't make Kool-Aid. I know some black people who can't make Kool-Aid. Because they probably follow that direction. Probably, which would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't follow directions to the letter on everything. No. Okay. I... Okay. It's probably some it's probably some people in, in Hell's Kitchen, New York. They got some skills in making Kool-Aid. Because that's a melting pot up there. I know you know all about it up there. That's a melting pot up there. That's so where Daredevil lives. Yeah. The movie. Yeah, I know. From the comics. Yeah. yeah. Daredevil. Okay. So, I mean, so, I mean, you know, like I say, that's just like white people don't eat sweet potato pie, but they love pumpkin. Sweet potato pie. I don't say that. That's not true. I ain't never met nothing to do. I met people that eat sweet potato pie. I say I know a lot of people who eat sweet potato pie. I say white folks though. Okay. I have met people of all races and nationalities who eat sweet potato pie. I love how you try to fix my trap hood language sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing, so I just don't think it's correct to say it like that. Cause Why? we put people in a box. The the majority of white people eat pumpkin pie. 
Do they got a statistic for that? Because <laughs> I'm willing to bet you, you would lose. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I'm just sitting here smiling. Like, like I mean, because you you better not find no statistics. <laughs> you already know. You already know this dude is yeah. statistics. He, he good with these statistics. Very I'm just good. Just smiling, y'all. Yeah, they, they probably got a racist uh, statistic out there about like, is it more white people that eats pumpkin pie or more black? <laughs> just like, hey, I'm just saying, it's a statistic for everything. I think this. I think this. Study all I, kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think this show is funny today. You talking about Kool Aid and pies? <laughs> I was just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm willing to bet you. Every time I got some white friends, you know, they real cool and laid back. I ain't never seen a uh, sweet potato pie at their house. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> they was like, you want some of this pumpkin pie? I was like, absolutely not. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. going to do the, I mess it up. I cut it up and put some brown sugar in it and then uh. reheated it up. <laughs> Oh. oh, Lord. Okay. So, y'all, in the South, across races, sweet potato pie is the thing. Mm-hmm. Across races, sweet potato pie is the thing in the South. Mhm. Okay. I'm just, just saying. <sighs> now, notice in the South, sweet potato pie. That means that the majority of people down there eat sweet potato pie, which would be black. So it's not shared nationwide. This love for sweet potato pie. Of course not. Okay. It's a Southern thing that the love for the pie is greatest. Let, let me tell you, the two pies that uh, white people like are pumpkin and apple. I like I like apple pie. I said white people. You ain't white. <laughs> I love just... apple pie. I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm just saying. I would saying take an apple you, pie over a cherry pie, over a boysenberry pie, over. A, I I get it. I'm just saying, but those are ice cream listen, and cheese and on the know, top when it's warm. Listen, and you know they love apple pie because they relate phrases to that. It's doing this is like as American as apple pie. Yeah, American as apple pie. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, those are the two things that they would actually, you know, have uh, pumpkin and 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 uh, apple pie. I mean, like I have not uh, tasted a white person's apple pie before unless I'm in some restaurant. But like just some friends that I know, um, I have not tasted one of their apple pies. Pretty sure it would probably be good. You know, but mm-hmm. most okay, of, most so- of, most. Most of the people I know that like this that that are cooks like that, you know what I'm saying, on that side, they 
they food tastes bland. It ain't it ain't seasoned right. Okay, so how we got to sweet potato pie being an African American thing in the South is the sweet potato really is native of Peru. Mm-hmm. And in the 16th century, the Spanish traders shipped the sweet potatoes from the Americas across the Atlantic Ocean to West Africa and Western Europe. The Western, the West African cooks began to experiment with the sweet potato to substitute plantain, cassava, and yam. Mm. Okay. And they made, you know, their little typical savory dishes out of the sweet potato, soups, sauces, stews, stuff they made with fish and vegetables. Um, they even did their fufu with it. Hmm. So if y'all don't know what fufu is, um, it's a little mushy, pasty thingy that is used as a bread type mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and Africans or other other um, cultures will use it to like what okay we use the word sop up but like soak <laughs> in the right. the sauces and use it as a bread along with whatever you're eating they they eat with their hands and they use this fufu and they they soak in the sauces of what they're eating with yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so they made sweet potato fufu. Because so, I mean, fufu is actually made from the yam. Right. And it's ground up. Yeah, so, right. So they made it with um and they and they can have it with sweet potato with with plantain, but they made it with sweet potatoes. And then after they did the fufu, they just started experimenting more and that's when they got because it comes into like a little pasty dough fufu is mm-hmm. like a little pasty dough so you go take it a little step further add some egg milk sugar some other little spices like nutmeg cinnamon yeah so so and good you got sweet potato pie so all right i'm just saying so once again my statistics would be right so they don't, but they don't really eat sweet potato because they don't really care for that taste. Because because people, like people say that yams and sweet potatoes are the same thing. They'll say, I need some yams and they really be meaning sweet potatoes. But sweet potatoes and yams, even though they come from kind of the same family, they not the same. Not they the don't same. have the same taste. Nope. Not the same at all. So it no. didn't like really just go <laughs> over, over, over with the people in Africa, but the whole for the fufu part, but for the whole dessert thing, the Europeans really like took that and really made that go. Right. Yeah. Well, all right. So history facts. So, yeah. So it really good. is. So it really is. It's kind of a West African um invention but the Europeans like took it and ran with it. Yeah. And then of course here we come over here 
and we got sweet potatoes as slaves. So yeah, y'all got it. Okay, y'all got it. We at Insane Rhetoric, we make sure you know the history of stuff. Mm. I don't know why this whole show was about sweet potatoes. We really going off into season two. We having whole shows about thought and whole shows about sweet potatoes, but okay. That's why y'all like us. Insane mm. talk. Insane rhetoric. Insane talk. Hey, I'm That's just why saying. y'all like us. I'm just, I'm just saying. So I mean, you know, it's cool. It's, it's all good. You know, everything ain't gotta be political and religious. Well, we do have we do have to talk about one more thing though. What's that? So it is Rewind Wednesday. That's what we started off by saying it was Rewind Wednesday. Well, it's like rewind first, because we ain't never talked about Kool-Aid and sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kool-Aid and sweet potatoes. There you go. Okay, so hey y'all, listen, they have arrested four people in connection with Michael K. Williams, Omar from The Wire. Wow. They've arrested four people in connection with his uh, drug overdose. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Irving Cartagena, he's 39 years old. Mm-hmm. Hector Robles, he's 57. Luis Cruz, he's 56. And Carlos Mackey, he's 70. They arrested him, y'all. Conspiracy to distribute and possess with the intent to distribute fentanyl, analog, fentanyl, and heroin. That charge carries a mandatory minimum sentence of five years in prison and a maximum sentence of 40. So here's the rub. They continue to sell this fentanyl-laced heroin in Manhattan and Brooklyn even after learning that Michael K. Williams' death was because of it. So what she thought they was going to stop making money because he died? Yeah. No. Apparently, that's what the police thought was that, would be the uh, ethical thing to do. Why? I, I don't know why. I mean, I don't I mean, no, know why, why any criminals that are that ethical. There They're are not. criminal ethics that happen between criminals, but yeah, but the, the, the regular the, ethics that apply to most of us don't apply to criminals. No, it don't. Did you, have you ever heard the saying there's no loyalty among thieves? Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty much what you got. You got people out here that's actually not caring about what they do to people and just uh, spending, trying to get the money. It's, uh, it's all it's about. Um, years ago, years ago, um my my one of my oldest brothers had a friend and uh that stayed near stayed near <clears throat> my my mom's house and um he was uh he wound up getting on drugs and all kind of stuff and uh, the guys that he was 
it was him and two of his cousins. They was all doing the same drug. And they wind up having an overdose in one of the cousins' houses. So two of the guys lived, but my brother's best friend actually died um, because they couldn't, just couldn't get to him in time or whatever. So uh, (laughs) it's kind of crazy because what they cut the heroin with was rat poison. So if you know how rat poison operates, you know what I'm saying, you know the effect on 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 a rat or a mouse or whatever you use it for is same situation with human beings. So uh two of those guys actually made it out of the situation, but my brother's best friend died. And the funny thing about these these three guys, they were all cousins. Every last one of them, all cousins. You know, and they grew up on the same, same block. One guy named, his, he, he was just a super smart guy. And whatever happened, turned his life over to drugs and started going downhill from that and didn't like recover. Um, mentally, he was shot a couple of times before that, and just just a crazy. It was just a crazy situation. The other guy, uh, he wind up living, like I said, and and developing some form of cancer, and then later he died. But the the brother's friend, he was the first one to die, and I, when I when I heard that, because I was actually down in that area when it was going on, when they, they called the ambulance to that spot, ambulance to this spot. And uh, once I found out that they brought everybody else out for him, I had to make that call to my brother. I mean, and like they hung tight, they went to school together, graduated school together, worked in the same company together. I mean, they was best friends and that was like one of the hardest calls I had to make. So. Did they know that they cut that stuff with rat poison? Did the the people who sold it to them know that it was cut with rat poison? I'm pretty sure they did because you got to have a household chemical to cut it with something so it doesn't be 100%. Because even if it's 100%, it'll probably kill you instantly. So, I mean, yeah, with this this situation, they knew. And they didn't care about it because it's a money game. It's all about making money. And that's the that's the it's on the rise. Fentanyl is on the rise right now. On the rise. Shoot, I mean, like rise. more than ever. More yeah, than ever. like like it's everywhere. It's yeah. freaking everywhere. You know, but and that's what my, they're doing. Like that's this is how it's being done. It's being added. Fentanyl is being added to cocaine. It's being added to heroin. Like yeah, because it's a cheap cut. And this is how people are dying. Thank you. 
Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations, so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric? And your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated. And we would love to keep this station coming to you you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world. So check this out. Please, please, please donate to Insane Rhetoric so we can sustain future episodes. Hey, thank you once again. Fire out. Look, do you know that most people cut drugs with either fentanyl or they are cut it with ether. And if you know anything about freaking ether, one thing, okay, so for instance, if you know any people who are in the in the street life and they have a, a meth lab. <laughs> so a meth lab, you have to have ether around. And most of the times people don't use ether in city limits because you could smell the chemical and how it is so freaking strong so usually they have it out in a in a in a field somewhere you know you find people that's out in on farms who have them out in the field but fentanyl is so not uh ether is so flammable if anything ignites that you got a problem you, you you got a huge problem because it's basically a uh, uh, a bomb is what it is because the stuff is so toxic. So I mean, when you understand people ain't out to to try to do right by people, man, you, you know what I'm saying they 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 trying to just get money any way they, they can and they don't care about it. And and my thing is once again on a, on a larger scale. If you think about it, if the if the government really wanted to shut down drugs, then they would have to look to their own counterparts to shut down the borders to get that stuff done and out of here. But they don't want to do that because the country was based on uh, conspiracies and built off of drug money, period. Since the history of the United States, that has what it has been. They fund so much of the United States with drug money. It's just it's just what it is. Import export of Colombia, coca leaves come from Colombia, which you make cocaine out of. So so I mean it is what it is with that. I don't know. Well so apparently see y'all this is another learning experience for me again today because y'all know y'all know this one of them topics I don't know about. But apparently, just like I learned about cuckoo for Cocoa Buffs on this <laughs> show, okay, now I know that the um, fentanyl is, so let me back up. Fentanyl, I did know about because I call fentanyl the Michael Jackson drug. <laughs> I, I had a cousin that had got really, really sick. He was in a lot of pain and so I went and stayed at the hospital with him. Um, I'm not going to tell you the whole story about what was going on with him, but I went and stayed at the hospital with him for like a week. And um, when they, 
that he was in so much pain, they was going to give him fentanyl. And when mm-hmm. I heard fentanyl, I was like, no, he can't have the Michael Jackson drug. Mm-hmm. And they was looking at my cousin. He was like, it's okay. I'm going to do whatever she say, right? Okay. I was like, no, he can't have the Michael Jackson drug. So, and it was close to the time when Michael Jackson had died. And the the doctor rolled his eyes at me. I didn't care. And he was like, okay, so we're treating him in the hospital. It's not going to be a big deal, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, he was being treated by a doctor. Michael Jackson was being treated by a doctor. Uh, it, it could be a big deal. Okay, no, blah, 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 blah. They was trying to, you know, convince me. So they had to give me all this reading paraphernalia and all this stuff about fentanyl. So I did find out then that it was an opioid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know about that, poppies, all of that. I know about, okay. I know about that. Okay. So, but here's something new. I just found this out today because we're talking about it. And we're talking about this, you know, cocktail of fentanyl and other drugs. They sell it as fake oxycodone. oxycodone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they mix it with a lot of different stuff. Okay. And now I know that I have to be careful of my usage of the word beans, green apples, mm-hmm. apples, shady 80s. I don't know a time when I might say shady 80s, but now I know that I got to be careful in when I say shady 80s. Mm-hmm. Just like I learned last week that I can't say cookies. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, 80s fake oxy and greenies yeah so all drug terms so michael k williams was doing the uh heroin laced with fentanyl i don't know what that's called on the street but that's what he was doing and this um uh cartagena the youngest one of the group the youngest one of the group this Irvin Cartagena, the one that's 39 years old. So he's the one that actually gave him the stuff. He was the one that was sitting in there with him, brought it to him, was sitting up in there with him for a little while. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was heroin laced with fentanyl and fentanyl analog. Now, I don't know what fentanyl analog is. Is that like, what? what is that? What is fentanyl analog? I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, um, I'm not for sure about that one. Okay, but so he got the regular charge I just told y'all about, but he that they all got, but he also got charged with causing Michael K. uh, Williams' death, faces a minimum sentence of 20 years in prison with a maximum sentence of life in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he in Puerto Rico right now, he's. They got him in Puerto Rico, Cartagena. And they finna finna expedite him? Well, they they hadn't said expedite, but you know, that's American land anyway. Yeah, I mean, so like I say, you gotta gotta know where you gotta go where they can't expedite you back. So he was in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is not one of them places. Well, he'll be arraigned in federal court in Puerto Rico. That's where he was arrested. And then Robles Cruz and Mackey are uh, going to be arraigned in Manhattan federal court. Uh, they So they're going to be in Judge uh, Stuart D. Aaron's uh, court. 
You know they had security video. Of course they did. That helped them piece piece together the sale and all of that. Yeah. They, they had security video. Of course they did, sure. It's like <clears throat> with that type of situation, man, you're gonna find what you need to put stuff together if you want to put it together. Yeah. So they were selling it. They say in broad daylight in the apartment building. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it ain't they caught they caught the hand to hand transaction. It ain't it ain't nothing new. It ain't nothing, like I say, it ain't nothing new, man. It ain't, ain't nothing new under the sun. Like I said, when Frank Lucas was doing that back in the day and Nikki Barnes out of Harlem, New York, you talk about guys who were selling what you used, they used to call blue dolphins. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A whole bunch. It's, it ain't nothing new. It's the, the game is the same. Players just change. That's it. Yeah. Ain't nothing new. Like I said, if they wanted to really do something about the drug issue, they could, but they're not going to do that because that would cause them to lose billions of dollars, maybe even trillions. So they the the uh, the and the lawyers of these men are not talking. I'm sure they're not. They're not talking yet. I'm sure they're not. They don't want they want they don't want nothing to hit the record before it's time. I'm sure they ain't saying a word. Yeah. Yeah. They say that this is seven is several dozen times more powerful than the opioids uh, derived from natural sources. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. <sighs> I. I mean, I was sitting there watching my cousin. Like I watched, I didn't even hardly sleep. The nurses was like, "But we got him." I was like, "Yeah, I got him too." I don't trust y'all. I don't care. I got him yeah. too. Yeah. Like, cause, I mean, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest about this, cause my cousin, like, so he was at it, and you treating him with this. And although he was like not on the drugs, like he wasn't on the drugs at the time, at he went into the hospital, he was drinking heavily, but he wasn't on the the uh the other stuff on the crack, right? Mm-hmm. But you giving him fentanyl? But see, that's how that works. So okay. <sighs> when you're on a street drug because it's not a prescription you can actually wing yourself off of those things if you want to you know what i'm saying yeah the the process of um going like without it depending on what you are on is harsher than others so people people who are on heroin the first time they try heroin the body usually rejects it the first two times the third time you try heroin you're hooked on it okay so the things to go with heroin is you you begin to get stomach cramps and 
that's because the body is craving it to be in the bloodstream and you have cramps you throw up a lot uh you just moody all kinds of stuff but you're in physical pain so that's why people need to get uh a shot of whatever they need to get a shot of when it comes to heroin and different things on the other hand heroin can last uh, they say it can last like up to maybe an hour 30 minutes to an hour of feeling cool and calm in 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 the in 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 that place okay so like there are two ways three ways that you can actually ingest heroin first way is called skin popping that's that means you stick a needle inside your skin it doesn't hit a vein it takes longer to run through the the body so you can feel the effect because you're not in a vein the next one is a straight shooter it's straight to the vein and it's quicker because it's flowing through the bloodstream faster. The next one is snorting heroin because people actually do that. It's instantaneous because it's going straight to the brain. If a person was to do one, it's probably better if you did it in skin popping because if it's too strong and you do it directly to the vein, it will kill you instantly because it's flowing straight through the heart. So if it takes time to move through the system, it probably won't be as bad, but that's just dependent on a person. So now you got between 30 to 45 minutes to an hour of feeling high. With crack, it does not operate like that because crack, you are ingesting it through a pipe. You are actually smoking it through a pipe. And what happens with that is the euphoria of that smoke clouding the mind to make you get to that high state. But the thing with that is why you have crackheads that constantly runs back and forth because the high only lasts between 10 and 15 minutes. So you always are chasing something, not unlike a heroin addict. He's feeling good for an hour, 45 minutes or whatever the case may be. But crack does not have a side effect to the body, like physical cramps like heroin does. If you don't get heroin, your stomach starts to hurt body starts to just act up you constantly are vomiting and doing all kind of craziness so those are the differences between the two you know and this is is really is really crazy it's really crazy yeah yeah but so, see go ahead so. no go ahead but but what i didn't like uh there was a man by who used to have a podcast and he was world-renowned. His name was Rush Limbaugh. And um, I didn't like him because he was uh, a Republican and said a whole bunch of crazy stuff about Blacks and talking about drug addiction. But the difference between Blacks and street drugs and him and his drug addiction, because a lot of people didn't know that he had a drug addiction, he was addicted to 
uh, prescribed meds. The problem with being addicted to prescribed meds, you can't find nothing else to win you off of that. And that was the comparison I was making because there are prescribed for you. So there is no other prescription that you can prescribe to say, okay, I need you to come down and start taking this down off whatever you're you addicted to. That's the difference between street drugs and prescription drugs. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And in, in his case, he finally, um, he finally died. I don't, I think it was for maybe a heart attack, but it was probably from the stuff that he was taking directly from the hospital. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I understand why you would say you don't want to give, uh, you didn't want them to give your cousin, you know, that particular drug because some of the drugs that they give you in the hospital is a 10 times harsher than stuff that's on the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like Oxycontin, you, man, you, you couldn't get me to take an Oxycontin. I don't care how bad whatever it is I'm going through, I'm not going to take no Oxycontin because yeah. it, it's, it's so crazy. When I went and had uh, work done, on my teeth they was like hey uh uh you want some vicodin some percocet i was like man you can keep all that i don't want none of that because i know how you can get hooked on those things quickly (laughs) yeah you know so hey it is what it is and those are prescriptions yeah well they found so so they use license plate reader records and GPS from Michael K. Williams' cell phone. They tracked his car movements across the Williamsburg Bridge into Manhattan. Mm. And that was uh, before one o'clock p.m. on September 5th. Wow. Then back across the bridge to Williamsburg, they had security video that showed him getting out of his car that was parked on South 2nd Street after he returned to Brooklyn. And then he walked about a block to where Mr. Cartagena and a group of other men were. One of the men, they have the video where one of the men places his hand on William's shoulder as an indication that he recognizes Mr. Williams, according to the, uh, you know, to the complaint that they got. Mm-hmm. So then the footage goes on, and it appears that uh, Michael K. Williams is speaking to Cartagena, and that Cartagena then walks around a row of trash cans, retrieves what appeared to be a plastic bag, reaches inside the bag removes an item. He reaches over the trash cans, makes a hand-to-hand exchange with Michael K. Williams. Then they both appear to exchange phone numbers and Michael K. Williams returns to his car, drives to his apartment building and never comes out. Yeah, say it. So sad. He got on the same clothes that was in the, he had on in the video. I would imagine if you're going, okay, I'll, so so y'all know I, I ain't get high, but 
So listen, I I just have an active imagination. And I imagine that if you went and drove, you know, however long it takes to get across the Williamsburg Bridge into and go into Brooklyn and then drive back. And you made that trip so you could get high. So you was trying to get home so you can get high. I would imagine you would not stop to take your change your clothes, take a shower, go eat something, you know, hang out for a little while before you get high. I would imagine that you would sit down and promptly prepare to get high. And that's, that would be the truth. And therefore you would be in the same clothes. And therefore if you OD overdose, you would still be in the same clothes that you had on when you made that transaction. Absolutely. Okay. Now, if you doing you doing all that other stuff before you get high, I, the chances are you don't need it. If you if you can make conscious decisions like that, you know I'm gonna stop and grab me something to eat. I don't know this might be my last meal, might be the last supper. You know I'm grab me something to eat, change my clothes, and then I'm gonna sit down and pop these mollies or get high, whatever the case may be. You know that's it's it's that's not likely for for a person that's on drugs that makes too much rational sense it usually doesn't happen like that first thing that they're thinking about is going to get high period yeah but they they got they got all that footage and gps y'all i listen y'all need to be careful with y'all technology and y'all be doing wrong stuff i'm just they yeah, man, it's it, you know, truthfully, it ain't like it used to be years ago, man. The drug game is just actually in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? People who still out there on the corner selling drugs is just they living it for the lifestyle, not for the money. Cause a lot of them guys is not making money like you used to back in the early eighties and nineties and the seventies. It ain't like that because technology is so great. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can be somewhere and you got your phone on you and they can track your location. Even if you turn your freaking phone location off, any type of digital signal that you have on your person or around somebody that they can they can they can ping one of them towers and still find your location you know what i'm saying so it's just like people don't understand like with technology the fcc years ago actually banned uh uh what is it called uh, mono so in the music industry we understand mono to be one signal okay digital sends two signals so when you was using TVs back in the day, they had what is called a mono signal. They could only send that signal out. Now you can send a signal out and you can bring one back. That's what the digital age is all about. And the FCC, you know, made everybody switch over to what's called a digital signal. So your TV inside of your house sends a digital signal it can send out and it can see receive in. So even if your freaking TV is off, they can hear what you're saying inside of your house. <laughs> That's why they call them smart TVs because they send a signal coming and going and they can see what you do 
inside of your house, even if your signal is off. So this is the thing. So it's not hard to like capture anybody. They they have a uh, uh, police. The police have like a a sensor. You see some of these towers up that are in neighborhoods, high traffic neighborhoods. If you shoot off a gun, they can pinpoint where that gun location was shot. <laughs> you know, and be there in a matter of seconds because they know the location. It ain't what it used to be. So. Mm-hmm. So, so this is another thing to add to that. They already had for months now, months, plural, paid informants working for the NYPD, mm-hmm. making controlled buys of heroin on that same block from them same people. <laughs> Look, the undercover police made one buy just days before Michael K. Williams copped his fatal dose. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing with the law. Like, you can't just go after nobody unless you have insurmountable evidence. The the feds usually watch somebody five to ten years before they actually go get them. So here's the thing. The vials that Michael K. Williams had and the vials that the policeman had got the day before or the same. They both was labeled AAA insurance. <laughs> same. Look, yeah, same. The day after the death, the NYPD informant went back to buy some more drugs from the same group of people, recorded a conversation where some of the members of the crew was talking about Michael K. Williams and his overdose, and one of them denied selling any drugs containing fentanyl yeah yeah i think that's all i think it's all sad i think it's crazy i mean some of the best businessmen actually come from the streets though when they turn their life over and and usually you know start making money legally some of the best businessmen are from the streets because they had to know how to do everything. Literally, they had to know how to do everything. So, I don't know. I mean, um, to Michael K. Williams and their family, I am glad they have apprehended the people who have caused your family a loss. I can't bring nobody back but I think to know that they are going to jail is a bit of a sigh relief for you guys now check Uh this out though by Cartagena though they arrested him February last year 2021 on state drug charges in Brooklyn because he sold four small waxy paper bags to an undercover investigator And he was on a pretrial release from a gun charge arrest in August 2020. He pleaded guilty in August of last year to disorderly conduct in both of the crimes and was sentenced time served. Okay. 
Na. <sighs> but that's how the law works, man. Like I said, they they can know you doing something, but until they have concrete evidence, they're not gonna go get you, go get you. And that's 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 the messed up part about it because a person has to basically lose their life before they finish their their investigation, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I know if you call the police <laughs> in certain neighborhoods, if you call the police in certain neighborhoods, they you tell somebody somebody's walking down the street with a hand cannon, you know, they're like, and they're shooting the police. Oh, you mean like Kyle Rittenhouse? <laughs> yeah, just oh, like okay. that. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on, Chase. Go on, Chase. And, yeah. and, and they're shooting. The police is not going to come because the police has the same agenda as everybody else. Go home. So they're going to wait till everybody is stretched out dead before they show up. Well, I don't think that's how that's supposed to work. If you got if you got an active crime going on and you see it's developing, police need to be there before it unfolds. You know, I know that people die of overdose every day, a minute, every minute of the day. I, I just can't help wondering though in this in cases like this. Like, had it been a more natural opioid, like had it been pure, just regular opioid with nothing in it, and he took the same amount that he took, would he have been dead? Possibly. Possibly. But anytime you add anything to, anytime you add any chemical to an already toxic another chemical you asking for it you are asking for it because i mean the because body, the ground up pop the ground up poppy is the poppy is flowers poppy is a plant right right but that, i mean but it's just it's it's just like it's just like going out found in a wild mushroom and it, it gives you that psychedelic feeling if you eat enough of that in its natural form, it will kill you. So I mean, it it just it just it just it is is one of those things. Yeah. Well, like my co-host said, family, Michael K. Williams family, we still our prayers, our hearts of prayers still go out to you. We glad that um they they got somebody so that you can feel some sense of justice in this in your loss and yeah we continue to pray for you like i'm still crying every day about that one yeah but i got a personal connection i tell y'all already in season one okay i'll tell y'all again because some of y'all didn't hear this thing in season one uh so, so he he called and told me merry christmas one year <laughs> personally yeah. So I have a personal connection to my family. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's, I don't have celebrities just calling me up. And yes, he was celebrity at the time. I don't have celebrities just calling me up saying Merry Christmas, babe. 
Yeah. So. Okay. But anyway, is it time for us to go? I think it's been time. We talked about yeah. Kool Aid and sweet potato <laughs> pie. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. All right. What we do. So I don't know. So check us out. Hey, listen, you can hit up us hit us up on insane rhetoric with a K dot com. Insane rhetoric with a K dot com. And you can hook us up on uh check us out on every platform that you can possibly think of. If it's not a platform that you can look up insane rhetoric on, please send us a comment. Let us know what it is and we can uh make preparations to go ahead and begin to try to get the show on that particular platform but some of the platforms that we are on we are on apple Podcasts, itunes we're on spotify we're on owl tales we are on iheart radio we are on radio republic we are on freaking any and every platform you can think of you can also check us out on the real talk page um and put a comment on the Real Talk page. Remember what we say. I'm going to make this short and sweet. No time foolery. I'm not going to call the police, but my co-host will. I'm going to laugh at you while I look at you going to jail. That's what I'm going to do. And then the next week, we're going to be talking about it on Insane Rhetoric. Yeah, <laughs> so, laughing and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just don't do it. Remember, at midnight, change can happen. It's only 60 seconds before you into a new day. At midnight, change can happen. Remember to get on our uh, on our what what page is that where we talk about our police? We trying to get some people on uh talk about some good police there because we know they're not all bad. So we have a couple of features on there that we're trying to set up interviews with everything. You know, stuff happens in COVID season. So listen. Just remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric. Enjoy the ride. What's this song? Just sit back and enjoy the ride. You know. <laughs> hey, just I'm that. dancing. Y'all can't see me, but I'm dancing. <laughs> so just just let you know. Hey, just remember to enjoy to the ride of insane rhetoric. And shout out to Ohio man. Shouts out to Ohio. Shouts out to Ohio, man. Inside joke, y'all. Inside joke, y'all. Y'all don't Shouts know. Shouts out to Ohio, man. Hey, Shouts out to Ohio, man. He, he, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So, hey, do your thing, Ohio, man. And uh, when you get a chance to talk to Bootsy, let me know. <laughs> you talking about Bootsy Collins, y'all, in case y'all didn't know. All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. We out. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Insane Rhetoric. Be sure to join us next time on Free Fall Friday. See you next time. And remember to enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. <laughs>